Welcome to Audacity. This is your friend, Michael. And I'm Stephen. I may or may not be your friend, though. No, he's nobody's friend. Depends on you, really. I know. I, I, I mean, I, I question I question daily, day to day, whether he's my friend or not. I like to keep you on your toes. Try it. Try it. So how's it going? Uh, uh, pretty good, I guess. I don't know, really. Um... Don't really have any problems, I guess. So I guess, okay. I'm all right. I'm all right. We'll go with good. all right. Good, good. I got a problem. School's about to start. Mm. Uh, yeah, I went back to work. The The dreaded the dreaded school year starts back up. The 2022-23 junior high school year. Uh, I'm going to drop the hammer on some kids. Nah, you goddamn right. Uh yeah, went back to work. Um, went back to work and uh, had had our typical uh, professional development that we have to do, and you know, sit through our marching orders. And I've got open house uh, where I get to meet meet and greet all all the parents that want to come talk to me and that kind of stuff. But uh, one one thing of note, uh, our 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 little girl Morgan, she um, she'll be starting junior high this school year. So she'll be seventh grade. That'll be fun. It hadn't been fun yet. <laughs> um, but uh, she, uh, she will actually be attending the same school that I teach at. So that's a good thing. means I can keep an eye on her. Show up and be embarrassing. Well, I think, I think at this point that she does not want to acknowledge that I'm her dad. Yeah. But I think her last name's going to betray her. What do you think? That seems about right. Yeah. Uh, the whole not wanting to acknowledge your uh, parental status. But um, no, I, yeah, I, I think uh, I think she's, it's not going to be that hard to put two and two together on that no. one. No, and 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 it's not even, but it's not even denying my parental status. It's denying my very existence. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not good enough that it's not good enough that I'm not her dad. I shouldn't exist either. I I feel like that's probably typical, though, right? I'd say so. I'd say so. Don't, don't feel special, Snowflake. No, I'm. I'm <laughs> oh man, I'm not special anymore. No, you're not. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the news of my life. I'm just, uh, just, just thrilled to death, thrilled to death. I had to, uh, are you, are, I'm, I'm assuming she's not really going to take too much advice either, right? You can't really. Oh no, no. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so, but you know, I, I don't know if that, really changes throughout the ages. Uh, I tried to give some help. I thought very helpful advice, uh, yesterday or Friday, really. So my mom, tell me about it. My mom and my aunt, at least one of my aunts, maybe, maybe both. I don't know. Um, I don't know what all family members are going with her, but, uh, they decided to go camping somewhere. And, uh, so before they left, I thought, hey, now would be a really good time to impart some of my knowledge of 
camping and survival and things like that, you know? And so I told them that if you're out there, when you get out there, the very most important thing to keep in mind is that the first people who have sex die first, usually. <laughs> um, and, you know, they were like, ha, 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 that's not, we're not going to be too much of that or whatever. And Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but it is a rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I started telling them stuff like if you find yourself being chased into a barn and you go in and there are all these bladed instruments hanging everywhere, don't just panic and get even more scared because of that. Just grab one and use right. it. Well, sure. You know, the, like a lot of times the problem can solve, be solved if you just are a little proactive. That's right. You know, there's too many, too many times of people running into barns uh, when they're on camping trips and then panicking or whatever, when the, the tools that you need to survive are right there, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and then I said, if it, and then at the end, you know, if it comes down to it, if you're being chased back to your truck, uh, you know, don't, don't jittery, don't drop the keys, you know, try to, try to keep a hold of them. Yeah, have, uh, have, have them ready to go. Yeah. Have them yeah. ready to go. Have that key, that key to the car in your hand, ready yeah. to insert. Exactly. Or better yeah. yet, if you have keyless entry, Get that going too. Get that going. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just, it just, I felt like I was being useful and helpful and giving some advice and then relevant, you know, to the activity that they're doing. Well, I for one, but I for one feel like I'm ready to go to the woods now. I know. See, and you know, I figured that's, that's pretty good stuff. And you know, they didn't act like it was all that important. Well, you know, ingrate, well ingrate. you know, Fine, have sex in the woods and die. I don't care. <laughs> That's not imagery I want, man. And uh, and then, but uh, I I did. Uh, they they were going to bed fairly early on Friday night, so uh, I didn't get to hang out very long. But while I was there, my I got to my mom was being a troll to her sister a little bit because um. My aunt was talking about how it might get pretty chilly at night in the, the next few days or whatever. And uh, mom's like, oh, I should I should probably pack some sweatpants or long pants or whatever she said. And my aunt hadn't brought any because she hadn't. It, it kind of dawned on her on the way over. And they had about a two hour drive to get here in the first place. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I started laughing because I was like, yep, mom's just talking about it. Like, oh boy, it's going to be awesome having my long pants. And she's going to put them on <laughs> right in front of you and just be like, ooh, I'm so warm. It's so nice. <laughs> and I was like, and you know, damn well, she's got three or four more in the closet in there. She could give you some, but nah, she's not. No. Gonna- <laughs> no. Fuck all that. Yeah. No. But then, but then uh, my aunt got to return the favor about 10 minutes later. And they also then brought up, uh, the the weather and it might rain at least one of the nights or something like that and she said yeah i brought a raincoat and mom's like oh i didn't get one i was like why did you say anything see mm-hmm. you know mom would be sitting there all like warm for part of it in her sweatpants but you'd be dry in your raincoat if you just kept your mouth shut mm-hmm. she'd be wet and miserable you know <laughs> you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh, they're not professional shit shit givers like we are. No, know? well, I mean, it's, you it's, think you think I would have ever told you to bring a raincoat? No, no, 
No. No. Matter of fact, you matter of fact, you've been praying to the fake sky daddy for rain. Exactly. And then you think you would have ever brought up having sweatpants in your bag if it was going to be chilly? But no. I hope you freeze. Exactly. <laughs> you better keep the wood on the fire then. That's up. And when you, that, and when, that, and when, that, that, that would become my responsibility because I don't want to freeze. That's right. Yeah. Or while you're while you're in the throes of hypothermia and about to freeze mm. to death, that's where I look at you and say, "Wish you'd have brought those pants, didn't you?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> would have been cool. <laughs> would have been cool if you brought some pants. But I mean, they also are dragging along a camper, you know. So it's not like they'd be in. Oh, uh, you didn't say like, that. It's not like they're in hard. So, well, I mean, that should be assumed. You know, my mom. She's not going to go out in these like hardcore survivalist camping or whatever. That's not, that's not what they're going to do. I mean, I was, I was thinking, you know, at least tent camping. No. You know, at the very least. Good Lord. No. Jesus Christ. I can't remember the last time my mom, like I might've been an early teenager the last time I know my mom going in a tent camping. But I, but I will say I should give credit. I should give credit though. They do go on like they've been to some pretty decent hiking places and stayed overnight. So maybe they did bring tents then. I don't maybe. know for sure that they didn't. So maybe they probably hmm. did actually, because uh, some of them were at least a day or two in. So right, uh, yeah. They, well, they probably I, well, I mean, I can't say much. I mean the the last time I went camping at all was. I was probably 20. It's been that 21. Long, huh? Yeah. I mean, and, and the last time, the last time I went camping, I went to spring river and it was, it was mm. literally the worst trip I've ever had up there. Mm. I feel like now I could go on the best trips we ever did. And I would think that they were the worst trips that I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, camp camp but, is not really uh not really my jam anymore. Um I mean I like it, but uh, you know, I have to be with the right people or by mm-hmm. myself, which I'm probably not gonna do anyway. Just because mm-hmm. I, I don't I, I I like that kind of stuff, but uh well, for one thing, for the last ten years when I lived in Chicago, I wasn't really uh you know, a situation where doing that was really feasible without a, just a monster headache getting ready for it. Because mm-hmm. I would have had to rent a car to even drive myself out somewhere to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, even before that, you know, I like it, but I never really got into the hardcore stuff. But that, to me anymore, that's almost what I would have to do to be interested in it. Because it is more interesting to me. I, I watch a lot of those, uh, especially during COVID. I had fun watching some of those, you know, survival YouTubers that right. go out and actually do stuff. And I know enough about it to recognize that they are teaching real stuff. Um, And those are the ones that I would like to watch because they would kayak out in the middle of somewhere in Canada and camp for a few days and, you know, record themselves talk about what they're doing and why and all that. I think right. that stuff's cool. Right. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a part of me that there's, I mean, there's part of me that thinks, wow, that's awesome. But then there's another part of me to think, you know, we've spent the last 10,000 years trying to get indoors 
and you know we finally succeeded and you jackasses are trying to go back outside well or even not so much the indoor outdoor part of it but to me the not bringing all the high-tech tools Mm. you know and i i get it there is an interesting uh, you know aspect of i'm gonna go camping and i'm gonna do it as old school as possible or whatever and you know, it's almost like I'm going to play a game on hard mode type of thing. Right. Just for, just for the challenge. And because I've, I've done it so much that I have to do that to be interested. But for the general person, I think, you know, having your tent that you just put down on the ground and hit a button and it pops up by itself or, you know, all all those types of things. I think that's the benefit of living when we live. Is you can go out there and have all these tools and, and, and go camping and all that, but you don't, you're not exactly hitting two rocks together to make a fire anymore. No. And, and, and I do remember, you know, the, the tents, the tents and equipment that we have now is pretty good. Cause even, even I remember going back to when, you know, I was, you know, I was a kid and scouts. Mm-hmm. And we used to tent, we used to, uh, we used to camp with like army tents. Oh, you know, yeah. I'm talking about those two man, those two man pup tents. Um, those sucked. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna, not gonna lie. They sucked because you would, um, you would, you would get in there and you would, um, you know, it, it would always invariably rain. And if you touch, if you touch the tent, the roof of the tent, when it's raining, it'll start leaking. Yeah. And inevitably, that's exactly what will happen. Somebody will touch the damn tent, will touch the roof of the tent, and it'll start leaking. And, you know, those things are never long enough, so your legs are always hanging out of them uh, on top of that. So, yeah, the the tents that you can take and you can just throw on the ground and they basically pop themselves those are pretty good. Uh, that's yeah. my kind of camping. Or, or I kind of like the idea of the ones where you, um, I don't know exactly what they're called, but the, the where you can get the, the roof rack on your yeah. vehicle and it has a, it has a tent on top of it basically. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you don't even have to be, you know, on the ground. Uh, and depending on what, what time of year and when you're camping and where, um, that can be a hugely beneficial thing. I feel yeah. like, cause for me, for one, you know, yes, I know most of those tents, you can seal them up and stuff like that, but I never shake the, you know, movie thing <clears throat> where I'm constantly worried about a scorpion getting in my tent. <clears throat> there ain't no scorpions where I would go camping, but I still no. worry about it. You you know what I mean? Like that's the thing in the back of my mind is there's going to be, there will be a specifically a scorpion get in here. I mean, it it may not be a scorpion, but it may be a fucking copperhead. Right. I mean, let's just, let's call it what it is. You know, uh, you know, that's why you, that's why you sleep with your boots turned up, Yeah. you know, so they can't get in, you know, it's just, I still uh, remember the old thing about when you, uh, for spiders, you kind of blow in your shoes. Mm hmm. Because mm-hmm. if you do that enough, uh, if there's a spider in there, it'll come out because you're, you're, you know, jostling it enough. And, it, and I, I still will do that. 
Not sure I would do that. Not sure I would do that with a snake, though. Uh, no, and that's a good way to get bit in the face, <laughs> right? I mean, and and I can, and I'm, I'm, I'm no expert on this, but getting bit in the face by a copperhead is bad. Yeah, I would think. Seems right. Seems like it would be. Uh, right. I don't, I don't really. Th- I don't really think that getting bit by any venomous snake in the face uh, would be good. I, I, I would even argue that I don't really want to be bit in the face by a, a uh, non-venomous snake. I just don't want to get bit in the face. I don't want to be good. Yeah. I don't want to be bit in the face. It just seems bad just all around, no matter what it is. So, uh, well, the type of places I would camp, I'd be let, I mean, scorpions are the least of my concerns. It's the, it's the, it's the fucking bears I'd have to worry about. Right. It's you the, know, the things that, you know, your little tent wall it's not really uh yeah not really going to help you all that much but uh no when you go in those places you've really got that's when you got to bring the food sealers and you know gotta you gotta haul your well worst comes to worst you gotta haul your food up into a tree yeah and then uh you know you got to uh you know, you gotta you gotta try to put barriers and stuff around you. So you know, but but basically, all you've all you've become is you know, if you're in a tent and a bear comes along, all you've become is an individually wrapped meal for for the unless, bear. Unless you've left something easier to get to out there. I mean, it to me, it's just uh, to me, it'd be like it'd be like eating an oatmeal cream pie. Yeah. You know, it's just individually wrapped, individually wrapped human. Man, uh, my uh, my uncle he he hasn't been in a while, but he's he is the type to take off and go in out into the wild by himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, he was biking up to Canada, and he would do it every like year or two or something like that. Oh. And he went up one year, and uh, this time I think he had either had a jeep or rented a jeep or something like that um because he was gonna usually when he does the bike thing he's going up for a specific purpose to see a specific thing and mostly just for the ride you know right 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 uh, i think this time he was going to do some more fishing and like actual outdoorsy stuff uh so the bike wasn't going to cut it and he went he was fly fishing I think, and uh, was out there in this spot. It's pretty remote, but it was also pretty open, you know, where he was because he was also standing in the middle of the river or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, he's fishing, but he's looking around or whatever. And he said, you know, out of nowhere, I just had a really weird sense of of suddenly being in danger. And and he said he turned around directly behind him in a damn... uh, I don't know if he said it was a grizzly or just a very large brown bear, uh, was kind of headed right his way. Oh shit. And he was like, and I didn't even have to, the, uh, he, you know, and he goes, I knew the thing that you're supposed to do is try to scare them, you know, make a lot of noise to where they'll hopefully they'll run off, you know? Mm. And uh, he said, I didn't even have to pretend on that one. It's <laughs> so bad. I just started screaming, you know? And he said, thankfully it did. It turned around and ran off when he started, you know, making a bunch of noise or whatever, but holy crap. Can you imagine here's uh, you got the, that peaceful, like do, 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 
you're just fishing you turn around and a bear's charging you yeah that'll that's uh what i call serious pucker factor i think i'd be done yeah yeah i think i'd be headed back to the jeep um what's you know that's it's actually interesting you talk about close you know close calls with animals i had one myself one time where uh i was i was deer hunting and um i was i was sitting on the ground against a tree and i was looking over i was looking over a saddle and um for our listeners that don't uh that don't know what a saddle is um think of a think of a u-shaped depression where um where two hills uh it's it's the lowest low, it's the lowest point of a line between two hills essentially it's it creates a it creates a funnel right it's the lowest area between two highlands um but anyway it's a good place for deer it's a good place for deer to run they like to go they like to go through saddles anyway um i'm sitting there and i hear i hear that you know i hear that uh that trademark you know coming through the woods sounds like a deer and it's probably like seven thirty in the morning. It just it just gotten light, good, and all that. And I was like, "Oh yeah, this is gonna be great. We home soon." And so uh, I get ready, and I'm I'm shooting a muzzleloader. And so, um, and I look, and I'm watching, and a bobcat shows up, and it's it's running down through the saddle there, and I'm watching it, and. He's just bebopping along down through there. Well, he gets right in front of me, directly down the hill in front of me, and he makes a 90-degree right turn and starts walking right up the hill toward me. And I'm watching this bobcat come up the hill, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, wow, he's going to get close. And, you know, because normally you don't see him that close. And so I thought, this is going to be a treat. I'm going to get to see him up close. Yeah, he's getting closer. <laughs> Yeah, he's getting closer. Shit, he's getting closer. And so, I mean, at this point, at this point, I'm starting to get spooked. And I'm starting to, I've got a knife on my belt, and I start reaching for this knife on my belt, you know, thinking, I'm going to have to fight this thing. It's going to jump in my lap, and I'm going to have to fight it. Well, as it got in front of me, it it kind of made a, a, a left, not really a left turn, but kind of started easing off to the left right by me. I mean, he got within, I'd say he got within probably less than 10 feet of me and just kept on walking like I wasn't even there. <laughs> That's because to him you weren't. Well, I mean, I guess he thought, well, look at that fat fucker. He ain't even going to be a fight, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, it's just... uh But, yeah, that's the closest I've ever been to something like that. I did. I had a, I had a coyote sneak up on me one time. And it wasn't that long ago, actually. It's probably probably three years, two three years ago. I was hunting in the woods, sitting on a sitting against a tree, and I heard I heard something behind me, and I I go to turn around, and this coyote just takes off right next to me. I mean, I could have reached down and grabbed it by the by the scruff of its neck and held him. That's <laughs> how close he was. That and and so I didn't think much about it, and then I got back to the truck and I started talking to my dad about it. And he got, and we went back to where your all the people that were hunting with us. And I was telling the story, and they're all kind of giving me this funny look. And I'm like, "What?" And they go, 
that thing was hunting you. It was sneaking up on you. It was hunting you. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> he got close. He got close. I mean, he was right behind me when I spooked him. Ah, uh, you caught me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh you're, you're slick, you. You caught me. I'm just, uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to bite your throat. Ha, 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 ha. See, uh, yeah, and also for anybody listening who doesn't know, so Michael was talking about having a muzzle loader. Basically, you can imagine the old muskets back in the Revolutionary War. That's basically what that is. It's a single shot rifle that you have to pack the bullet and the powder and all that stuff. So if he missed the bobcat that was coming to bite him in the face, that's it. That, that's it. You don't uh-uh. get a, you don't get another one. Then you're using it as a bat or whatever you can do. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and it wasn't long after that, that I, I actually, when I would, when I would hunt, in woods like that, I would start carrying a pistol with me. Yeah, a lot of people who do that, especially like when they're bow hunting or whatever they're doing. Yeah, because, um, you know, last thing you want to do is, you know, have a, you know, ha- you're, you're the apex predator, and then all of a sudden you become the prey. Right. You I, know, had a, I had a bobcat screaming at, in a tree behind me one time. Um, and from the sound of it, it was like the tree behind me. <laughs> and I, I got down and called it a, called it a morning after that, 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 I don't know if, if, if people listening have never heard a bobcat scream or don't, aren't mountain lions kind of the same. They sound yeah, like, mountain, mountain basically lion. they sound like a lady in a horror movie being murdered. It'll curdle your blood it is what they sound like. And, and when that goes off, you know, <laughs> right behind you and it's not even quite light outside. Uh, yeah, that, that, that'll, that'll make you a little nervous. And so I figured I might you ever, well uh, you ever, you ever try again later. You ever, you ever picked up a tree or the ground with your asshole? <laughs> get, get a bobcat screaming at you. It'll do it. <laughs> But this uh, this kind of gets me on something else that I wanted to talk about. It completely related, actually. Um, something I've noticed. I mean, I was thinking about it lately, but it's been going on for a little while now, at least mm-hmm. ten years or more. But uh, all these like simulator games, yeah. And what's getting me thinking about it is I was looking at one that was a. It's a newer hunting one that's coming out here. I think Tuesday. Uh, and I've never actually played a hunting simulator game because I've always, I grew up hunting for, in for real. And you, so you I never, never, you never even played deer hunter when it first came out. I thought everybody I mean, played that I mean, game. maybe at the arcade. Is that the one you're talking about? No, I'm talking about the one that was, it was a PC game. It came out like in the mid nineties. Oh, and, uh, and I remember, I remember um, the first time I ever played, it was actually in all places on my, on our agri teacher at the school's computer. I mean, maybe in that context, but I don't remember it. Yeah, um, and I don't. I don't think I owned it. No, 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 no. I, I owned it. I had it, but I maybe played it over at your house or something, then. But I, I don't remember. I don't believe I owned a hunting game mm-hmm. ever, because again, it just it it actually kind of bored me in in the way that what i'm about to say is why i like the idea of them now uh but back then those games were just basically doom but you're shooting at deer right 
you know, and, and to me, you know, I'd rather just play doom. Cause I, especially back then, which I don't really hunt anymore. And, uh, just to be very, to clear, clarify to people who's listening or whatever, I know people get all up in their feelings about it one way or the other. For me, I just didn't really have the time or inclination anymore to do it. Right. And I also got to the point where, uh, a lot of the times when I would go, I spent most of the time reading a book and just kind of enjoying the fact that I was sitting out in the woods and I couldn't really give a damn about actually hunting anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it's not, I'm not saying that as any moral statement or anything like that. I don't have a problem with people who hunt for food. Uh, I did get, I did, I have gotten now like later in my old sentimental age, I guess to where I like the idea of people who solely trophy hunt. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that anymore. Um, I know as a teenager and a kid, that's, you know, people we grew up with, they liked that. Now we grew up with a lot of people who hunted for meat as well. Sure. sure. Uh, and still do. And I have, I don't have any problem with that. Uh, but the, the trophy stuff is kind of, uh, you know. I, I don't have as much of a problem with the trophy hunting because the way I look at it, the at least the trophy hunters are, are um, they're being very particular about what they shoot. And <laughs> that, that is that is true. That is one way to look at it because the trophy hunter people, if that's all they're doing, they're probably not killing that much. No, and they're not. And I and I can and I can tell you one hundred percent for sure that the people that do trophy hunt also eat what they kill because that's true. You know, my, my dad is a trophy hunter. Yeah. I, I think growing up where we grew up, we know a lot more of that stuff. Mm-hmm. People who seem to point at that kind of stuff as like a moral dilemma or, you know, they just totally disagree with it because of it. They always tend to point at like the African trophy hunters to go yes. kill lions and bullshit like that. Like, I don't agree with that at all. I do not either. Period. Like none of that. I don't, I don't, I don't want, I'd rather the elephant kill them oh. than, than they kill the elephant or the lion or whatever. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand it. It's an unnecessary thing. Um, well, that's, you that, know, that's and, not and, what we're talking about. We're and, talking and about I, people yeah. who just hunt deer Well, and, you, and, and there are and, a million of them. Yeah, I'm about to say I, I I think what I think what our list our more our more uh, anti hunting listeners should know is is you know, and this is something I've always had to explain to people is is if we if we did not hunt the deer where we live they would literally take over. Yeah, and there are places where I there are places here in Arkansas where they have. Yeah, and, and you know it's it's. Uh, if you live in a city, if you live in a city where deer are a problem, you know what I'm talking about. Cause, uh, I, I have, you know, I have a cousin who lives in St. Louis and, um, when I would go up there a lot, when I was younger, uh, we'd be riding around and going through a city park somewhere and be 20 deer standing out in a field somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it was just nuts. So, so make no mistake. We're not talking about we're hunting endangered species here. <laughs> right. You know, we're, we're, we're hunting an animal that if, if we went a year without killing them, they'd be, they'd be coming through our house. 
That's true. So, so that being said, and that, and continue. another thing, another aspect of that that people don't understand is that breeds a lot of disease, things yes. like that that can eventually affect humans. So, well, and uh, it's and, and it's a cruelty thing because when you get that many, the food starts running out, and they'll starve to death. Yeah, which is a you know you get starvation and and things like that, which I can I can assure you in my experience is a lot more, um, uh, a lot more cruel than the shot. Yeah. So, so, so anyway, we're talking about that stuff. Got a little, just a, just a, uh, a side little tangent, little tangent, little tangent there. there or whatever. But so, but more recently, when you look at these simulator games, especially when you get into hunting or whatever, they're starting to become very realistic. Mm-hmm. to a interesting degree so modeling you know herd behaviors uh modeling uh wind carrying scent uh modeling you know the uh, obviously like sound and things like that that are going on um modeling e- the use of the correct weapon for whatever game you're hunting mm-hmm. things like that uh that stuff becomes interesting to me because again, as someone who's kind of, you know, my, I don't actually know. It's been at least three, four years. The last time I've been hunting. Uh, and then I start thinking about people who either can't go, maybe they have a disability or they're just, they don't live where you can really do that anymore or whatever, but maybe they used to, there are a ton of factors that go into why people would be interested in this type of a game, but they're not just because people, you know, we grew up with the whole, if you're playing a shooter game or something like that, well, why don't you just go outside and, and shoot real guns or something like that? Right. And that was an option for us growing up. Oh yeah, definitely. So it it made it seem absurd, even though it's not because like, well, if if you're talking about old games like Doom or whatever, okay, I can't go outside and shoot demons. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There's, there's still that aspect of fantasy, but when you get into a simulator, when it's trying its best to accurately depict a real activity, that to me starts to become uh, way more appealing the closer they get to accurately depicting it. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like the more tedious they can make the game <laughs> <laughs> to reflect real life, the more I want to play it. Right. And you know, they've been doing the simulator thing for lots of stuff, farm simulator, Euro truck simulator, uh, my flat simulators have been around since the beginning of PC games. Basically. Right. Right. You know, can you got construction simulator, you got, you know, goat herding simulator, you know I mean? Right. I mean, and when I say goat herding, that's not hyperbole. Right. There really is a game. And then where, like most, most people who play games, they know the Sims. I mm-hmm. mean, that's a life simulator. You're playing a character pretending to have a different normal life, basically. Well, uh, either that, either that or you're a sociopath and you're carrying out your, true, your true, sociopathic true. tendencies on, on those poor Sims. Like, like I used to do. Where yeah. I would uh, I would have them run the microwave on a wet floor, and they would electrocute them, or they or would. You're doing know, you, the. Uh, uh, you, I am you, going to make a character who is a painter, 
Right. Uh, but they only paint the people that they have murdered. Right. And then all the paintings <laughs> are all through their house. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah. And I, so I, I would, I would argue that playing the hunting simulator is a less sadistic than playing the Sims most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also with this, the one that I'm talking about, uh, they're, they're even talking about how, you know, if you hunt a certain area often enough, that will change the, the, the behavior patterns right. of the types of animals that live in that area. So they will move off. It right. will be harder for you to identify where they are if you disrupt that system enough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things like that make me more interested in it. Sure. And it also sort of, you know, I, I could still go. My dad is still a big, he's ready for September. He's ready to go. Uh, so, I mean, I could go, I have access to that whenever I want to, but anymore. That's not the point. I kind of feel, yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like I'd rather just do it in that other than if I want to go because I want deer meat. Right. Um, but but usually it's you know just in dad and the people he hunts with he ends up with you know freezers full of the stuff anyway well that's that's how my dad is i mean he you know between what he kills here in arkansas and in missouri where he goes you know he's got he's got more more than he can eat in a lot of cases and he ends up giving us all a bunch of meat yeah so you know he's providing for a couple three different families at least you know, as far as, as far as deer meat goes. So, you know, now it's, it's interesting. You talked about the disability aspect of, of these games, you know, that, that's a, that's a part of why I stopped hunting is because of the rheumatoid arthritis that I have. Yeah. You know, it got to a point to where I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't, and not, not necessarily the walking out to this place to hunt, and hunting but the if you if you kill a deer it's it's the work that goes into doing that yeah because it's a it's a job y'all whenever you know you shoot a deer that's when the work starts because you gotta you have to drag it back and it has to be gutted and it has to be skinned and it has to be dealt with i mean it's a lot of work and so you know i just i don't have the my joints or to the point I can't do it, and I'm, I'm to the point where I have trouble doing the the walking, especially in the hills. Um, it's a little easier on flatland, but then you know my ankles are so destroyed that even walking on flatland, you're working walking on very uneven ground. You know, it it just it hurts too much. Yeah, and and if it doesn't hurt that day, it'll hurt the next day. So there are there are times where I will go I will go to deer camp and I'll hunt like on Saturday or Friday or something, um, or I'll hunt on Saturday and then Sunday I won't hunt, you know? So, so yeah, I mean, I can see where games like that could, could get access to people who can't do it anymore. You know, although I will say that, that at least here in Arkansas, the game and fish commission, they do have, you know, they do have, um, disabled programs. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that or not, but they, uh, they, I mean, if you, you can, they've got places you can go on public land that are built specifically for people like in wheelchairs and things like that. 
So when you get a you get a special you get a special permit to you know to hunt, uh, and you get some privileges that other hunters don't get. You know, especially. I thought it was. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, especially in terms of like, um, let's say you kill a deer and you you've got a disability, a, mo- a mobility issue. You know, on public land, you can't run a four wheeler in the woods on public land unless you're disabled. And then you can run a four wheeler right up to your kill. Yeah. So, you know, they do have they do have provisions for that, but but you know, um, you know, I, I, but I, I will say I will agree with you that I that some of these simulator games have almost gone berserk in some ways, and and when they when I say they've gone berserk, I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah, that I, I like that they've gone berserk. When they when they start getting this way, and I've been looking at this one for the last few days now since it came to my attention, um, they even have so you know if you are interested in wildlife, and then even for whatever reason, if you've decided like you don't even want to play a game that's shooting at animals, uh, there's a mode that's just a photography mode. So you you still have to control your character in the same way of being aware of the sound you're making and all that stuff, but you would just be playing to go out there and shoot pictures. And I, right. I thought that was a very interesting aspect of it. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, not, it's not like in Doom you can go down to hell and shoot <laughs> pictures of the demons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold still, Mister Demon. Chink, chink. Take a, take a <laughs> selfie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I did. I, I thought that that was interesting, and you know that's sort of been a thing that I'm aware of. I mean, I know games have had photo modes for a while now. Oh yeah, but yeah. to apply it to something that's applicable to something that someone would want to do in real life, which is like wildlife photography or whatever, mm-hmm. you could go out and do that. I mean, I'm so I'm actually kind of surprised, and maybe they have one, but I'm surprised that there isn't some really in depth you know, wildlife photography simulator where it has nothing to do with hunting or anything like that. You just go out and you try to take pictures and there could be some story mode where yeah. you, you're trying to take the best pictures and you get paid for it or whatever, or you have to take or, a or, where mission like a, to shoot yeah. a certain animal, you know, and, and get a certain type of photo of a, of a bear or something, you know? Well, yeah. Or yeah, you'll have like a contest or something. You have to get, a, you know, this list of animals, yeah, or may, or maybe you're a Bigfoot hunter, yeah, or some shit. You know, I mean, yeah. you, could, you could you could go you could go hog wild with that. And uh, it, they make me want to look for things like fishing simulators mm-hmm. because that's something that I never really did that much. Uh, when I was a little kid, I'm talking like still single digits age. Uh, my grandmother on my mom's side. Uh, I would go fishing with her sometimes and that was the most I would ever really go fishing because my dad really likes fishing. He just is a, he was a farmer. So in the summer he's not going fishing right? and in the winter we're going hunting. So even if, even if you were into cold water fishing or whatever, cold weather fishing, he wasn't going to do it over the thing he would rather go do. Right. Uh, so you know, I just never really grew up doing that all that much, but it's not something that I 
hated. I mean, I, I back then I grew up playing those. What was it? Uh, like black, the Nintendo black, black black, bass. Exactly. Like black I played, bass. I played that game so much. Uh-huh. Um, and then, so now, you know, I, I just last night I was looking up, are there any fishing, you know, simulators? And I couldn't really find one that looked as in depth as what I wanted. There are fishing mm. games for sure. sure. And then there are a lot of games that aren't technically, you know, fishing games where that's the sole objective. It's like a fantasy game where fishing is a thing you can do or something like that. That's well, not, I mean, that's also I mean, not really what I want. I mean, you uh, can fit, you can fish in world of Warcraft. I mean, you know, yeah, you yeah, yeah, fishing, yeah. But you know, and it's like, but that's not a, it's not a fishing game. Right. You know, right that's not right, the point of it. Right. Um, and, and, and it made me think about, okay, well the hunting game has more of the simulation of the thing that I'm interested in doing, but it, it does have aspects that aren't quite there. So when I played Red Dead Redemption 2, it was pretty amazing to me that the hunting part of it, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was gamified, sure. right? It, it wasn't, you were not playing a hardcore hunting simulator in Red Dead Redemption 2, but it had enough detail to it to make you feel like, okay, I'm going through the steps that I would do, even though a lot of it is automated, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you're going up, you, you hunt something and, you know, I could never actually decide if the scent function in the game worked or not, right. because to me, it seemed like they never got spooked by scent or anything like that. They had to hear you or see you or whatever. Right. Um, but it was in there because you could do your, you know, hunting sense type thing where you could see tracks and all that. Mm. Um, you could see the scent like that you were giving off a scent. You could see that. Oh, so if you were standing downwind of them. Maybe, but I could never get up to actually you. do it. You know, I, I think most of the time I could never tell if they were actually getting spooked at all. Right. Uh, from that. But anyway, so let's say you're hunting a deer. And it's a, and in that game, it basically had a three star system. So if you found something that's three stars, then that was like top tier kill. As long as you use the correct weapon and hit in the correct zone. Right. And if you did that, then it, then the, uh, the kill rated a three star kill. And so you would get top for trading in the pelt or whatever, or using the materials to craft something or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you basically, if you shot the deer, you walked up to it, you hit the skin button, and then you just, it plays a little scene of your guy, you know, skinning the deer. Right. But then, and in and, and going through that process, he also harvests whatever you're going to take from it. And so, then you would take that stuff and take the pelt and you could take it to your horse and throw it on the back of your horse or whatever. Or if you were going to just use the entire carcass of the deer, you could just pick it up and strap it to the back of your horse. And then you had to ride your horse to wherever you were taking it. Mm. I liked that level of detail because it, it was a thing that you were concerned about until you got to your end destination. Right. Um, but it looks like to me in this, in this game, I think it's called way of the hunter or something that comes out on Tuesday. Uh, it looks like to me, you don't have that aspect of going up, like 
skinning or prepping your animal for transportation back to where you're going. Right. Seems like to me, as soon as you make the kill, it just sort of, you decide if you're going to whatever you're going to do with it. And then it just sort of automates that and it's just done. Yeah. And that, that, that takes a little bit away from it, but the whole rest of the game looks very impressive. Uh, and I like the idea of playing a game where they've incorporated some sort of story where you're trying to, uh, the way I understand it very briefly is just that you're taking over your grandfather's like kind of like ethically sourced meat yeah, hunting business or whatever. And you kind of start working at that lodge and you go out and you start off with just the basic rifle that he had and you, you know, you hunt stuff and do certain missions or whatever you're doing and you make enough money to buy better gear and do all that. And, and I kind of like that aspect a little bit of the, like the RPG type of thing Mm -hmm. where you have to build up and get better. And I think there's like a RPG kind of skill system to it as well, where you get some, like probably like, you gained a level. Now you can put a point in, you know, you get your steadier, walking ste- or whatever. Steadier, steadier aim or yeah, you know, yeah, something stuff like that. like that. And so it's a little bit, it's an RPG because, I mean, it is still a video game. But if you hunt enough, you basically are doing that by gaining real life experience. You know, like you get better at shooting or if you practice, you know, you, uh, you learn to walk through the woods quieter. You know, you, there are things in real life that you're doing. You just, you're not earning a perk point <laughs> to put into it. And so they do that in a video game. And I kind of like that aspect of it. And so I thought about getting it. And I'll probably wait and see how like reviews after it's released. And are there any weird bugs or, you know, well, what you know, and it's interesting. It's interesting. You know, you talk about that. And I think, I think the takeaway here is with games like that is, you have these games where you just have this mun- this munition in it, this um just the, this very detailed you know the minutia of the activity right yeah. so like one of my one of the games i like to play it's a, it's i don't want to say it's a guilty pleasure but it's one that i play um because it's it doesn't take a whole lot of thought but it but it does take some some strategy farming simulator yeah and it's just like you're talking about. You start out on Farming Simulator. You start out with a little tractor and a little planter and a little plow, you know, and, and a couple of fields, and that's it. And the goal is to is to build yourself into better and better equipment and more and more land and to diversify your operation to get cattle and chickens and, you know, horses. Uh, you know, there's a lot to it there. But it, there is a lot of minutia to uh, minutia to it. Um, now there are some parts that like there's some parts that that do have some automation to it that I don't really care for. Um, and there, you know, a lot of the farming simulator games are built around like European farm equipment. Yeah, but they do have they do have skins. And they do have equipment that has been modded in where you can, I mean, the, the last one that I bought, which was farming simulator 19, I mean, you can, you can start a cotton farm, huh. you know, whereas on the old games, you couldn't do that. It was either wheat or beans or, 
or uh, sunflowers or barley or something like that. Now you can grow cotton, you can grow rice, uh, all kinds to, of stuff. You have to, <laughs> you have to walk the levees and <laughs> do all uh-oh, that. Uh-oh, red rice. Yeah, exactly. You got to <laughs> Got to spray. Got to pull the red rust. Got to check. You got a you got a broken levee out here somewhere. You got a leak. I got to go shovel that back in. Well, and and that that's that's what that's what it doesn't have is that kind of level of realism. Like like in this game, you you plow your field, and then you plant, and then if you want to, you don't have to. If you don't, if you want to, you can go in and you can spray your field. Um. And then you just wait for it to grow. Then you harvest it. Yeah. So there's no, there's no, okay. There's I got to get that, There's none of the day in day out. Right. Real, real life farmer stuff. And that, you know, I've never played one of those games. Cause that's another one where I always felt for the longest time. Well, that's absurd. Right. You know, I used to, I, I actually used to do that know, shit. <laughs> I used to do that shit for real. I don't want to play that game. But even then sometimes I catch myself like, yeah, I, that'd be funny to play a game like that. Mm-hmm. You know, drive a combine around mm-hmm. or, or, or whatever. Because uh, mm-hmm. it, it is, I mean, I know enough about those games to know it's, it's, it becomes more of like your whole farm empire management simulator. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's what it is. In that case, it's farm management. Yeah. Um, whereas you take a game like Construction Simulator, same thing. You're running a construction company. Yeah. So it's managing that construction company. I mean, you don't, well, that that stuff is why I got hooked on that SnowRunner game so much mm-hmm. because of the level of and then, you know I know I understand there are people who are real like off road enthusiasts who probably look at that in the same way as we're talking about these hunting and farming games where it's like oh that's stupid mm-hmm. that's not how it really is you know but to me there's enough detail in it to make it really interesting as something that I'm not really interested in doing in real life you know, off-roading in a truck or doing whatever. But in working on the farm, I did have to drive heavy machinery to mm. drive through mud or pull something out of mud or do whatever. And so this game is kind of appealing to that part of, yeah, you can do this and you can you have to earn up and buy this new truck that can then get you out into this really rough territory to do these jobs that pay you more and whatever. And I got really... I got really hooked on those, that, that aspect of it and how kind of, it was tedious and it was Mm -hmm. slow, but sometimes it's good to just turn something on and listen to it while you're playing a game like this. And it it kind of, it's a, it's a relaxation type of thing to me Mm -hmm. Uh, until it's not until you're trying to pull a truck through the woods and it gets caught on every stump and every tree and you flip over three times trying to get out of there. And then by that time you're like rage quitting the game. It's not so chill then, but no, a lot of the time it is. I I imagine farm simulator is a little bit more chill. Well, and that well, the hunting game also looks very, very relaxed. And, it, well, and bet, also um, now, you, which you can appreciate because you, you're getting your new rig here in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Graphically, it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things that like when I, I, I played Red Dead Redemption 2 on PS4 first. And I even then I thought, wow, this game looks great. But then when I got my new computer, I also I, it went on sale. And so I bought it on Steam to play. 
because I knew graphically it was going to blow the PS4 away. Mm-hmm. And it did not disappoint. And I can get on that game sometimes and just think, you know, this is damn near like looking at the real life thing sometimes. And I just think back of being a kid where we're playing Mario, <laughs> you know, crap like that, that just well, has and, no bearing to real life whatsoever. Well, and I'll say this, it, it's, uh, it, it's interesting talking about this. Cause I can, I can remember, um, being a kid and playing, playing some of these games, like, um, there was one game. There was one game that I, of all of all places, I played it. It was on a PlayStation, uh, PlayStation One. Uh, it was a it was this motorcycle racing game. But I remember on this game, you didn't necessarily have to. It didn't keep you hooked to a racetrack. You could you could race around the map, whatever yeah. map they had there, and you could just drive around. And I remember thinking. You know, I wish I had a game where it would just like I could drive across the country. Yeah. You know, or or I could I could make a road trip or I could there's there were times where I played where I was, I'd be playing like X-Wing or something like that. And I'd be like, "Boy, I wish I could do this or do that or something or another." You know, and it's getting to where now, you know, these game designers they're recognizing I guess these game designers are kind of like us. They grew up believing that too. You know, that, thinking that, that and just the, the capabilities now, mm-hmm. yeah. because anymore games just automatically come with a lot of detail in them. Mm-hmm. And it's half the time I don't even think about it until it ends up being a genre of a game that we used to play. And so I can see the difference mm-hmm. now. Uh, if you're talking about, you know, just Fortnite or something, to me, that's just a fun arcade game. I don't really think about it that much, mm-hmm. but a new hunting game that comes out and with actual real animal modeling and behavioral modeling and environment model, you know, all that stuff tied into it. Right. Uh, then that makes me think about it because you're right. Back when we played uh black when there was deer hunter or whatever, and that was it. None of that shit was in that. No. You know, it barely looked like you were shooting at a deer, <laughs> you know, you know? Uh, what, I, what I remember about deer hunter was, um, you would, it would give you, you could sit, you could sit anywhere in the woods and you would sit in the woods and all you would have is you would have this front view of a deer coming at you. That was the animation. Yeah. And that's all it would be. It'd be like, and you couldn't, it, you couldn't, you had no indication about how big of a deer it was or whether it was a male or a female or whatever the case and you would shoot it and it would just randomly generate, you would have a, you would pull up your rifle and it would have a little scope that you look through and it would, it would bounce a little bit, you know, but you could keep it, keep it on there and you would shoot and the deer had an animation where it crumple, you know, you would fall, it would fall to the ground dead, crumple, crumple into the ground. And then it would randomly generate, this is how big your deer is. Yeah, like, <laughs> which is the, one of the most absurd things that could possibly be in a hunting game because mm-hmm. that it'd be like you're just shooting in something in real life and you get down there and it's like, oh shit, this was a 16 point buck. <laughs> <laughs> it was just generic deer when I shot at it. That's right. It's just, it just a generic, like four by four deer, you know, eight point, yeah. you know, deer, but it, holy shit, it's 20 point. Yeah. Or, or worse yet, oh, it's a spike. Yeah. Damn. 
but uh, like, the, like the fishing games, you know, mm-hmm. at least those sort of made sense, right? Because you can't see in real life, you can't see what fish you've hooked. Right, right. It's kind of the surprise us when you get it up there. So at least in those old video games where if you're playing, you know, black bass and uh, you go to catch something and it randomly is a 40 pound fish. <laughs> mm, right. Well, okay, cool. Yeah. I could sort of tell that it was more difficult than some of the others, but you don't know. You don't right. know what it's going to be. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I, I tell you, just, I never in a million years would have thought that a game would appeal to people that had just the level of minutiae that it does in a lot of these games. I never in my life, because I remember thinking that that would be awesome to have, but I'm, I'm, I'm odd too. You know, I, I have odd, odd, you know, weird, um, I don't want to say weird tastes in, in games, but I, I have weird, like, like things I want to happen. If that makes sense. Yeah. I, uh, I have, I've really gotten into a lot of, you know, the survival genre of games and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's a weird balance of how difficult do I want it to be? How tedious do I want it to be? And I'll still enjoy it. And I will almost enjoy it because of that until until it's like one thing too far. And then, and then I don't like that anymore. Um, But yeah, I, I think, just the fact that games like that are exist and that is seems to be a thing that more people than just the two of us enjoy is it's crazy. I, never, I just never thought there'd be a market for something like that. Yeah. I really didn't. You know, I, I thought it'd be cool if they made that for me. Yeah. You know, but you know, no, no, nobody else is going to be into this. Well, it's like, you know, talking about the sin, the, like the Sims has been popular forever, you know, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. been a thing, but but that's kind of that's not like tedious simulator. It's pretty dynamic. It is dynamic, but it's not like okay, I have to eat now. I have to actually chop up my salad and put my stuff in there and and then lift the fork to my character's mouth over right. and over. It's not that. It's just you just go to the refrigerator and you click get food. Mm-hmm. And then they make something based on their cooking skill and it will make them happy if it's high enough. Right. And that's kind of it. Um, and so for things like that, it's like, a you know, the animal crossing game, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Nintendo game. My sister was playing that on the switch when during COVID and a lot, like a her and a lot of, you know, a lot of people, it was a big like release oh, for yeah, them. Huge. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, you know, building your house and catching fish and doing all kinds of things to decorate stuff a little differently or whatever. And that's the hook, you know, yeah. it's like, how much of that do you want? And then how much do you want it to be, you know, less arcadey and more simulator? Right. Right. And, and finding the correct balance of fun. And then what are people calling fun? Cause again, in the, in this hunting game, I wish you had to, you know, carry your animal back to wherever you had to get it taxidermied or whatever you have to do, not just teleport it there mm-hmm. because you chose to sell it or whatever, you know? Right. Uh, but some people probably appreciate that they don't have to do all that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. 
Well, I, I'm going to tell you, Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing and the other one, uh, Stardew Valley, mm. both of those games exploded. I've I, I never in my life, I never in my life thought those games would be popular. Yeah, Stardew Valley, I played it for a little while, and it's always a game that I will think about and re- remember how much I liked it. Mm-hmm. And I never can motivate myself to play it. Right. It's just, well, it's one of those things. I don't, I don't know why I just can't, I, I would always rather play something else. Right. And there's all kinds of games like that. You know, RimWorld's another one of those games where you have to focus on the, the minutia of it. You know, you have to, you have to plan their day out and you have to, um, you know, you have to organize it. It has to be organized. What gets me about RimWorld is that, I like the building the cozy base mm-hmm. type thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like getting to that point where you do become basically like fully functional, self-sufficient mm-hmm. in it. And aside from some big attack or some ma- like massive disaster, your people are pretty much safe right. in what they're doing. Right. Uh, I like that part of it because I in real life would like to be able to create my own bunker out somewhere <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and know that I have the internet and I can get food and water and I'm fine and I don't have to deal with anybody's bullshit. Right. But, uh, I think uh, just seeing what time it is, I think I'm going to stop us before we descend anymore into, Hey kids, get off my lawn. Yeah, uh, territory exactly. of, of old man or our member berries that we're we're talking about these old games and shit. Exactly. <laughs> I think I'm gonna like pull such, the plug on it. Sound like such an old fart. Yep. No. Well, with that, I, I think we're over. And uh, if if you want to tell us about you know your favorite video gaming memories or or you know the games you like to play and, and why, you know, be sure to uh, be sure to get a hold of us. You can. You can follow us on social media at Audacity Pod. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Audacity Pod, the username there as well. Uh, we want to hear your video game stories. We want to hear. We want to hear what you think about these games that that take us into the the minutia of daily life in, in the various worlds that these games exist in. What do you think about that? Or some of these, uh, you know, camping, these kinds of hobbies that you do in real life, and how how tedious do you want it to be? Mm-hmm. Are you a hardcore survivalist camper or are you a glamper? Right. You go? Right. Uh, which, which one do you do? Why? Uh, tell us about it. Sure. Definitely. And with that, we're going to get out of here. We will see you later. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us. Right. Bye-bye now.